Straw Hut Media. Do you ever meet someone who seems to have it all figured out? Benjamin Patterson is successful at everything he does. You probably know him from his acting career, maybe his current role on Greenleaf on the Oprah Winfrey Network, or from his role on Noah's Ark. So today we'll talk to Ben about his journey creating music, coming out, finding love, and building his career. I'm Levi Chambers, and this is Pride. Hi, my name is Benjamin Patterson. I am an actor, I'm a musician, I'm a photographer, I am a DJ. We talked to Ben for the first time before cities across the nation erupted in protests, calling for an end to racist criminal justice policies and police brutality. So I called Ben back just to check in and see how he was doing. Yeah, you know, it is actually, um, it's it's very, it's weird. It's, it's, it's hard to really, um, put it into a single word but it's just a very strange weird feeling to know that you know a lot of just horrible stuff is going on right now and you see you know from a distance I don't really watch the news obviously social media a lot of people that I follow are out you know walking and uh, participating peacefully in a lot of these protests but it's also just a very kind of a strange sinking feeling but you know to everyone out there listening like don't give up hope i actually saw a picture uh, of four police officers i want to say i think it was in either in milwaukee or uh, in minneapolis itself and they were holding up signs saying in police brutality so um it's it's the change is slow but the change is is happening so i you know i i want people out there to listen you know people out there listening to uh you know keep a positive focus you know focus on what they do want and and get the the necessary things done and keep the unnecessary things from happening keep at it we are making progress ben in addition to being a prolific force in the arts is also a good friend of mine So I wanted to take an opportunity to introduce you, Pride listeners, and to get to know him. Ben lives in L.A. now, but he was born and raised in Oakland, California. Um, Growing up in the Bay Area was really cool. I lived on a very, uh, for lack of better words, very diverse street in a neighborhood called Maxwell Park. I had a gay couple as neighbors uh, from the time I was about four or five years old uh, up until I moved away in 94. He says his passion for the arts started when he was really young. Somewhere around third grade, I got really into Prince. I was Prince for Halloween in fourth grade. I was one of the fat boys for Halloween in sixth grade. I then started DJing uh, in seventh grade because I was obsessed with like breakdancing and the whole hip hop culture that was starting off in the Bay Area at the time. By the time he got to high school, Ben says he knew that music was going to be a big part of his life. I wasn't into acting at all. I wasn't really into theatrical drama as much as I was into joking around. High school was also the time he discovered girls and boys. And found, 
you know, people attractive. I wasn't like mutually into boys. I wasn't mutually into girls. I was just a kid, like kind of like looking out at the world now. Ben learned to play drums and moved down south to attend San Diego State University. He became a professional DJ and started playing clubs before he even turned 21. I was recruited by a modeling company and I did a little fake quotes just now that no one else can see, but I did that and ended up in a competition and I ended up winning male model of the year. Then in February of 2000, Ben met the man that would become his husband. And basically the introduction to my family was me coming out. I, um, still have the photo. I showed my mother. I said, Hey mom, this is Mike. And she's like, Oh, okay. I was like, he's my boyfriend. And there was probably a 30 second pause where she said everything slowed down and got kind of wobbly in the room. And then she went like, Oh, okay. Well, when can I meet him? Everybody else has a different coming out story. I can say that mine was literally that. And I wasn't really surprised at her reaction and I wasn't really anticipating it going badly. I, I, I figured my mom is my mom and she's hell of cool and I'm Ben and she's going to love it. So no matter what, this is my, this is my moment. And I really didn't anticipate anything going like poorly with that. Um, and so I called Mike like maybe five minutes later and I was like, Hey, you got to come over. My mom wants to meet you. And he was like, no, didn't you just come out to her? I was like, yeah, but it's cool. Like, come over. My mom's fine. No, no, no. I was like, come over. Touch me. She's cool. Um, he ended up coming over. She, they spent maybe a half an hour talking in the kitchen just, you know, cause he's super personable and at the time was living in Oakland, but teaching in Hayward. And so they just got acquainted and I fell asleep on the couch while they were talking. Um, Long story short, there was never like a missed beat with my family and uh, my husband's family uh, when I got to meet everybody. So we we really had a very, um, I guess, a, I don't know, like a picture perfect coming out story. It was really easy. It, it wasn't completely easy. I will say that. But it wasn't it was turbulent free. You know what I mean? It was very like my dad was cool. My brother was cool. Um my in-laws are cool. Everybody's cool. You know what I mean? And, and I think because growing up in the Bay area and my dad being from San Francisco and having seen a lot and my mother growing up in a military family and having moved around the world and seeing a lot, they were very much coming from a place of compassion and love. They really didn't think like, Oh, we got to like teach him to be strong or do this or do like they didn't, they didn't look back and go, where did we go wrong? Or, or any of that. They were really like, okay, well, you know, are you happy? You know, cause mind you, I'm 24 at this point. So there isn't like, you know, I'm out of the house. So it's like, what could they, what could they say or do to like, feel like they haven't completed their raising of me. So they, they, they were very receptive and my brother as well. My brother, who I'm very close with, was one of the only people that when I, when, you know, this whole thing, when I finally came out and told everybody, um, he was like, well, I didn't know, but why wouldn't you have told me? And I, very simple and very kind of bluntly, because we were close enough, I said, Omari, how many girls do you know that I dated? And he was like, uh, two. And I was like, right. Now, how many girls do you think I'd ever been with? You know, sexually, obviously. Um, and he was like, I don't know. I was like, exactly. So 
me being intimate with a girl and me being serious about a girl are two different things. So if I had been intimate with a guy and it wasn't a relationship or something that I felt like it was important enough to bring to you, then, you know, this is then the, the reason why you never knew about it is because it wasn't important enough for you to for me to talk about because I didn't feel like, oh, my God, like today was the first time I ever like kissed a guy before and I need to go tell my brother. We didn't have that relationship, nor did did I feel like that was warranted. So um, that was the one person that when he asked me that question, kind of similar to this question, um, the reason why was it wasn't a relationship that was meaningful. And Mike is my first meaningful relationship. It's a good love story. Warms the heart. Ben and Mike were married in 2015, but they've been together for 20 years now, and they have a beautiful son named Zach. Back when Ben and Mike's relationship was new, Ben was starting to get his career going as an actor. And over the years, Ben says he has never felt like he had to hide his sexuality in order to land roles. But that's not to say he never experienced moments of pressure. I worked with a previous manager when I, I think I just started, so this is probably like 2003, and at some point he had wanted me to audition for a certain character and I'm, I can't even think of what the TV show was at the time but I remember doing it and I remember him critiquing me and saying he was he was looking at me he was trying he couldn't articulate what he wanted me to do and his only way of describing it, he was like you need to man up a little more and I was like, okay, so what do you mean? And he couldn't really articulate it, but I think what he was seeing or saying was my the way I was carrying this character was a little on the fem effeminate side and not more on the masculine side. Ben's first break was a recurring role on the TV show Noah's Ark which aired for the first time in 2005 on the cable television network, Logo. Right after premiering, it quickly became the network's most popular program. The show revolves around the lives of four black gay friends living in Los Angeles, where season one was filmed. Uh, Noah's Ark. Uh, it was pretty powerful, and it was also like being on a really fun roller coaster because um, we started off, I did not, I did first start, First of all, I didn't even get the role that I ended up with. Um, another actor, uh, Kiko Ellsworth, if I remember his name correctly, got the role. And they were actually shooting. And for, for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Literally on the first night of shooting, I got called by the, the, the casting director, Pamela, Pam, Pamela Asmi Andrew. Uh, called me and was like, hey, so got a question for you. And we just kind of started talking. She was like, hey, so we want to offer you the role and we're working right now. So I need to know yes or no. And hung up. I talked to Mike. I was like, Mike, they want to offer me the role for Noah's Ark. And it's seven, ep oh, nine episodes. And it's this and that. And they're shooting right now and they want me. So he's like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay, cool. Um, so it was really, it was really fun. And I didn't realize how groundbreaking and how much impact and how how far the reach of that show goes and by that I mean like so that came out in 2006 I had people coming up to me like as late as 2012 or 2013 telling me that they were sneaking to watch that show in high school and it was because of that that they were able to come out to their parents or it was because of that that their parents were able to see it 
and then they were able to introduce the conversation. Did you have a, a character on TV that you felt like represented you when you were growing up? I don't remember if I did. I remember liking a lot of shows. I love The Incredible Hulk. I love Lou Ferrigno. I thought it was like my dad and like my dad was a huge dude too. So I was like, my dad's The Incredible Hulk. Um, like most 80s kids, I grew up watching you know, like different strokes, give me a break, happy days. I do remember the one black character on happy days. I remember it being a big thing because like they made it a big thing. And I was so young that I was like, well, what's that about? I don't understand uh, because I'm watching all these other shows. Um, I don't remember really being so into that, that I recognized it. I do know as a mid twenties person and all of a sudden becoming into acting, I remember watching the movie, uh, the TV series, The Practice, and I can't remember the dude's name, uh, African-American guy, bald head, he plays one of the attorneys. I remember thinking like, okay, that dude, that that's who I'm gonna be. The guy Ben's thinking of is Steve Harris. He played Eugene Young on The Practice. He was also on the series Awake and a lot of other shows and movies. Then I started kind of getting into other actors and watching Denzel and watching uh, Wesley Snipes and watching a lot of African-American male actors and going, okay, yeah. And then widening my vision and going, okay, well then there's Daniel Day-Lewis and then there's Al Pacino and then there's, there's all these other actors that I go, okay, so if you take away the physical and go, what does this, what does this actor possess that you like? When you first come into acting, mm -hmm. you played gay quite a lot, right? Um, so I did Noah's Ark. Okay. I did Happy Endings, Damon Wayans Jr. show, um, where I play a gay wedding, God, what is it? Like a wedding coordinator at a gay wedding uh, fair. And comedy is a whole different beast and it was wonderful. And shout out to Damon Wayans Jr. and that whole cast um, because like this, this, the humor was just dope. It was good to watch like really good actors knock out some good humor. That's my dog, Zoe. She's barking because she's giving it up. Because we're in quarantine, so right. that's how we have to do it. Um, so fast forward to now. You've gone so from forward, Noah's art. I've gone from Noah's and now to you're Grey's, on. and I've played trans. And then on a bunch of other things, I played straight. I mean, they're kind of a, a um, assumed straight. CSI Miami, I was definitely straight, even though I got pushed off a building and I died. Um, then uh, Shark and a couple other shows, Days of Our Lives, and then currently Greenleaf. Um, I'm playing. You play straight. I play straight, and I think one of the wonderful things about how they casted that show was um, I'm playing uh, Grace Greenleaf's ex growing up, and then there's another actor on the show who's playing a guy who is on the DL, um, who's got a wife and babies on the way and is conflicted and he's on Grinder and he's trying to date this man. I'm not gonna give up season one if you haven't watched it. But uh, I thought it was really fascinating and also pretty wonderful that they inadvertently casted us the way they did, or maybe they specifically did it, but they cast us the way they did and that you know they had a straight character being played by a gay person and it had a gay character being played by a straight person. You just like, you know, you go home and you, you know, wash your dishes and eat your food and put on your shoes and socks. Uh, I do the same thing. And you just, you know, you go to work. 
And I also feel like when you're in the room or you're dealing with casting or you're talking to executives or you're doing whatever, like people have been around long enough. You're not dealing with, you know, someone who is never encountered a gay person or a person of a different race or a person who's trans. Like it's not that time anymore. So it's almost like getting with the times more so and staying, you know, staying emotionally connected to who you are and just like rocking and rolling as much as possible. I feel like we all as actors benefit from things that happened before us. When people say we stand on the shoulders of others, um, because I've seen, you know, actors that look like me in positive roles on TV, having, you know, a member of my family be an actor and be successful and go from Broadway to television, um, you, you, you see stuff. And so it gives you internally and subconsciously, it gives you permission to do it. So by that, I mean, I'm who I am. So me working in a, in a capacity and being on TV is showing someone younger than me or possibly my age or older. It's showing, showing them that, Hey, it's okay. Now Ben plays Noah Kendall on Greenleaf, which airs on the Oprah Winfrey network. He's been on the show since the very beginning when it first aired in 2016. You can stream the first four seasons on Netflix if you need to catch up. So how have you been spending your quarantine? <laughs> how have I been spending my quarantine? My goodness. Um, I've been doing a lot of reflecting. Uh, I would say more meditating than I've ever done in the last probably like seven years on a consistent basis. Um, I've been writing a lot of music. I've been taking a lot of pictures and um, I've been reading a lot of books and listening to more audiobooks than I've ever done in my entire life. Um, I'm currently finishing a project that I started basically five years ago. I looked online and saw that the first song that I released on this current project was actually dated in 2015. So I was like, oh my God, like I've really been procrastinating. So let's talk about that. When does your music sure. come out? Yeah. Okay. So the music, um, the current project is 26 letters and it's going to be the first project that I've released under my own name. The previous two projects that are on every streaming service and all online, um, services is a Sapphire sky. And I did a project called, um, Hollywood summertime. And the first project was called psychology. Ben released the first five songs of his new project on May 26th, and he says he plans to release more and more in sets of five over the coming weeks. And then in about two months, um, I will be releasing a double CD slash double vinyl, uh, along with a couple other little goodies. Greenleaf returns for its fifth and final season on Tuesday, June 23rd. Uh, my character is Noah Kendall, and Noah Kendall is the head of security slash ex-boyfriend of Grace Greenleaf, who is the main character of the show, the daughter of Bishop and Lady May. And if you're wondering if Benjamin has met Oprah, the answer is yes. Oprah is Oprah, and that kind of goes without saying, but there's a lot of really cool things that happened leading up to that. Um, between episodes 9 and 10, our son was born, and I actually met her. She, uh, we spoke briefly. Uh, it was very, um, just very soothing to talk to her. Like it's like talking to someone you've known forever, but you don't realize she's just a person that 
just wants to listen to you and is very engaging. Um, and then two weeks after she, he was born, Zach was born, she sent us a bassinet with books and little stickers that say Zach's Book Club on them. We still read them to this day. This is four years later. For updates, follow Ben on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. First of all, Instagram is Benjamin Patterson all day. Twitter is Ben Just Creates. Everything is spelled just how it sounds, so it's not like crazy underscores or uppercase, lowercase. And then my Facebook is Benjamin Patterson. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll hear from more listeners and past guests about what they've been up to during the last few months of alone time. We've all been in quarantine, socially distant, but together. And everyone has a story. Hi, this is Brett Lemick, a.k.a. Brett the Intern on the internet. And uh, I wanted to give you a little update, uh, what I've been up to since the last time I was on this podcast, talking about bullying, shout out Levi. And um, yeah, since quarantine has been in effect, and I know that it affects everyone differently, and a lot of us the same. It's just being inside and trying to do our best with what we have. Hello friends, my name is Ray, and I'm lucky enough to be curating content for LGBT, LGBTQ, and Pride on Instagram. We've been, you know, buttoning down and getting prepared for Pride Month, so I'm super excited for all of the fun things that we're going to be doing there. Um, And I'm really excited to collaborate with everyone in our community and to really celebrate this time even though we can't go out in public and be around each other, we can really make something of this month. And that's what I'm spending most of my time doing during quarantine. Hey, everybody. This is Will Sterling, one of the uh, co-creators of this podcast way back when it was called LGBTQ plus you, uh, along with Levi and Ryan. And uh, just wanted to check in with you guys. Been loving what's been going on uh, and let you know that in my quarantine, it's been a lot about giving myself permission um, to not be so hard on myself when I feel like I'm not being as productive or as accomplished as I should be. Hey, it's Tessa Glanville from Sonder LA. I did an episode of Pride last October with Levi and Will Sterling, um, and I'm just doing a little check-in with you guys. Uh, I hope everyone's doing okay. I've been thriving in this quarantine. Um, I've been drinking rosé. I finally got a nice tan going on, so I don't look like a ghost anymore. Hey, my name is Adam, and during this quarantine, I've been watching a lot of master classes. I splurged on a membership, and then also been playing a lot of guitar, um, made some poetry about how I've been dealing with body issues during the quarantine. Also made some lousy cornbread, uh, so I've been discovering pre-made services like Freshly and Blue Apron, um, really great for somebody Horrible at cooking like me. This is Alexander from On The Rocks Podcast, and what have I been doing during quarantine? Watching hours of Golden Girls and Judge Judy, of course. Kidding. 
kind of. I've actually been quarantining with my mom and rediscovering our relationship, which has been nice. Finding out new things about each other now that we are in different stages in our lives has been fabulous. Um, but I've also been able to take the time and take the responsibility to actually read and do research about social and political policies and find out about organizations that I can get involved with, as well as learning about the history of the LGBT community and the civil unrest that gave way to the movement in our equality. I have also taken a moment to take the focus off of me and listen to the black community that needs our support. Oh, and I've been sharing a ridiculous amount of memes. So there you go. Happy Pride, everybody. Hey, this is Mike Amico, co-host of So I Heard This Interesting Podcast from Straw Hut Media. I've been spending my quarantine trying to both stay home and stay sane, which has turned out to be a delicate balance for an extrovert like me. But then George Floyd was murdered by police in Minneapolis, and we've seen the corresponding protests all over the country, and I've been really conflicted about how to participate and support a movement that I really believe in while maintaining the social distancing guidelines that are still in place to keep myself and others healthy while we continue to deal with the coronavirus. So for me, that's meant going to local small protests in my neighborhood with friends and neighbors to just hold signs and try to show our support that way. And there's really been an incredible sense of community in that. Whether we're working, whether we're out of a job, uh, it can be stressful. So I try to manage my stress in a lot of different ways. This takes shape in opening my meditation app on my phone and trying to take deep breaths when I can. Um, That helps stress. And then along with that, I've been writing. I kind of fell in love with writing. I started a book and it lets me delve into my past if the present is overwhelming. As corny as it sounds, I've been able to really work through like so many insecurities and I kind of love myself now, which is kind of weird, but it's progress, I guess. And I've also been doing a ton of witchcraft, of course, so I might also be a little more insane than usual coming out of the quarantine. I don't expect everyone to be productive during this time, so I've been spending time talking to family, and then also I'm catching up on my video gaming, and I'm proud of what I'm doing there. I'm really finding comfort in a lot of black storytelling. I revisited 13th by Ava DuVernay and um, also Angela Davis's book, Women, Race, and Class, and James Baldwin's book, Go Tell It to the Mountain. I've also been donating a portion of my unemployment benefits to Black Lives Matter Los Angeles because it's kind of like forcing the Trump administration to fund the Black Lives Matter movement, which is a protest in itself. So if you're like me and you have unemployment benefits coming in, I hope you do the same. I didn't think that uh, I would feel as uplifted and inspired as I did, despite all the the tragedy that's gone on. Um, It's just been really remarkable to see how people come together uh, in times of need. And uh, I hope that's something that we hang on to even when we come out of this crazy thing. Oh, most importantly, I finally got to level 120 in World of Warcraft, so... That's that's the major factor that came out of this. So fuck yeah. Um, bye everyone. And Levi, you're just a little cutie. There is so much to be hopeful for the future. Just it's hard to see sometimes. So uh, hang in there because I am as well. All right. Catch you later. You are valid. You are loved. And I hope that you feel a sense of community. And I'm glad that you're here. Okay. Happy Pride, everyone.
Pride is a production of Straw Hut Media. If you like the show, leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're tuning in from. Share us with your friends. Subscribe and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Pride. You can follow me at Levi Chambers. Pride is produced by me, Levi Chambers, Maggie Bowles, and Ryan Tillotson. Edited by Sebastian Alcala. Please stay safe, stay healthy, stay home, and listen to podcasts. Get ready for some really good stuff.